listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Here, these are conversations that will differentiate you from your competition. Now, if you don't want to be different than your competition, probably should just go ahead and shut this off. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Like when we audit the mod and get and do the mod master and and give them the actionable items that they can that they can do in order to lower their cost of risk. This is Power Producers Shop Talk. Production redefined. Reasonable and what wasn't. And and I think that you know, that's, that's spot on. And, you know, these people that we're talking with don't necessarily understand what their exposures are and what they can even do about them, um, you know, when they're uncovered. So I, I do like that what we're able to provide is something tangible, action items that they can do. Are you ready to feel the power? Welcome to Power Produce Shop Talk, episode 20. Bente. Bente. You have to say it like Bente. You have, to, you have to curl your lip up like something stinks. <laughs> Turn the corners of your mouth down. I feel like You look like, like uh like Tony Montana. Or uh Johnny Trejo. Johnny <laughs> Johnny four hundred if you knew the truth. Yeah, no, I, uh, I I think there's a certain element to people who speak Spanish, but they, but like when you're looking at them, it's like they're talking to you like you're the most despicable person they've ever seen. Like there's so much disgust with everything they pronounce. And I know they mean nothing by it. It's just one of those little idiosyncrasies I find. That's all. I speak a little Spanish myself, actually. <laughs> yeah. El Nino. El Nino. Is the Nino. <laughs> Spanish for the Nino. There you go. Yeah. But anyhow, episode 20, man, look, I think that there is a massive, massive problem with agents out there who just don't think they have the game to compete with the big boys. Yeah. And and girls. Is it a resource thing? Is it just a complex? What's the deal? I mean, I. Um, I think it's twofold. I think number one, it's mindset. Yeah. Okay. And number two, it is the fact that they choose to run with the wrong pack. I think it's an epidemic, man, because I hear people all the time because I'm in these back channel agency owner groups and I interact with other producers and stuff. And inevitably, if you're dealing with an agency that doesn't specialize in middle market commercial and they lose an account to an agency that does specialize in middle market commercial, Mm -hmm. they automatically go to the Oh well, you know, I don't have the money to have a suite at the at the football games and this, that, and the other. Like that's why the deal's getting done. Yeah. That's the problem. It's a it's a mindset problem to begin with. And so from a mindset standpoint, I think there's a couple of things. The first one is that people just don't realize they're capable of doing it. See, for, I, for I, I, I like it when it when we're when we're going up against the big dogs because in in my head, they're not paying attention as as closely as I am to some of these accounts. Like they're small small fish in a huge pond for them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I mean, I think that that some of the times on these on these accounts, 
not necessarily competing against the, the bigger agencies, but just even going to try and get in front of these accounts. It's a mental block. I mean, for crying out loud, it's the in the intro to the main power producers podcast. You just got to get it through your head and get in there and close out the deal, mm -hmm. right? But that that's it. People don't believe that. I was talking to a guy that's in Killing Commercial yesterday. That the largest account this guy had ever written was thirty five thousand dollars in premium. Okay, well, depending on what it is, that's nothing to sneeze at. That'll pay a few bills. Mm -hmm. Right. But he's got four active prospects he's currently engaged with right now that are over a hundred thousand dollars each in premium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, and I'm like, okay. He's like, I just can't believe. I'm like, no, you do believe. That's the difference. Now you believe right. you can actually go out and do this. You got in front of the first one, which made it easier to get in front of the second one, yeah. which made it easier and easier and easier. And pretty soon you're going to up the ante and a hundred is going to be the small account because now you're going to be focusing on 150 or 200 or 250. Right. I think people don't believe they're capable of doing that or that there's some ridiculous amount of complexity to it. And there really isn't. I mean, yeah, the insurance has some things that need to be attended to that you need to know what you're doing in order to handle. But by and large, that's not what stops a producer from getting in front of somebody. Mm -hmm. I've said it a million times. You're never going to go on a marketing drop. You're never going to go on a first appointment. And the second you walk in the door, somebody's going to hammer you with the most technical insurance question. Yeah, right. But I think that's a valid mm -hmm. thing. I think I think people are um, you know, a little bit weary of that. I mean, I know I have been in the past, especially since – you know, I've, it's not like I've been in the insurance game for a long time. There's still tons of stuff I don't know, st stuff I ask you all the time. Um, and, and I think that that probably creeps in, especially for some of those less experienced individuals when they're getting into that middle market realm. Like, oh, you know, what what are these guys going to ask? I don't want to sit there and not know the answer to this technical insurance question. But most of the time, you're right, that doesn't happen. And you're just having a general conversation with them about their operation, the different risks that they have. And you're not talking about coverage forms and exclusions and different you know, things that may be in there that you could potentially trip up on. And if you do, you know, it's, it, you can, yeah, okay. You can't sit there and, and say, well, I don't know the answer to that to, to every question they're asking, but I think you get, I think you get one of those or, 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 you know, two of those for, for that meeting. And then you can get the answer. If, as long as you get the answer to them, who cares? Like if they expect you to know every single item, you know, uh, from a technical standpoint, it's kind of ridiculous. Here. I'm going to give you a really easy way to get out of it, people. Pen and paper time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real simple. If somebody asks me a question I don't understand, here's my answer. Listen, that is a great question, and each of our carriers handles that differently. Rather than me try and come up with an answer on the fly that I know is not going to be a be-all, end-all, let me talk to a couple carriers. I'm going to come back to you with a couple of different scenarios that you can understand real world. Absolutely. I blame it on the carriers every single time. 100 100%. <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily blame, no, not blame it. it. That's not what I did. I, I didn't mean blame it on them. I, I, I use that as my out if I don't yeah, know the answer. It's an easy out because everybody's form has a little bit of a difference yeah, to it, right? It's not, I'm what not lying. It, it is true. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so that's an easy way to deflect and then keep moving in the direction mm -hmm. that you want to move. And so I think that's that that's one thing. But the other thing too is, I think that people just end up commiserating and running with the wrong pack, right? Yeah. Like one of the things that makes killing commercial so valuable to the people who are in it. Yeah. There's some training that's involved with it to get you a foundational knowledge. And we're certainly expanding that 
by adding keeping commercial and master classes and all the stuff that that helps that thing continue to grow. But it's the community that's there. It's the fact that it's a network and everybody that's in there as an agency producer or principal has the same goal. Yeah. Like everybody wants to write middle market. Everybody wants to help everybody else write middle market. And nobody's going to make excuses as to why they're not doing it. Get your negativity but, out of here, bro. Yeah, seriously. So when I see somebody say, oh, I wrote this account for a number of years and I lost it. And they, and they even paid more money to the other group. And then the immediate responses are, clients aren't loyal. Oh, you, I don't have money for a suite at a football stadium. Oh, you work your butt off and they leave you on price. No, they didn't leave you on price, moron. Go back and read what happened. Right. Okay? Nobody left this person on price. They paid more to go. Mm -hmm. Here's the difference. When you're in the middle market, you got to be more than a one-trick pony. You cannot sit here and hang your hat on, I'm going to place your insurance real good for you. No, that's not going to work, people. Insurance is one thing. Mm -hmm. Going in and understanding problems that these operations have and how you can fix those problems or going in and understanding things like we talk about with total cost of risk and how you can fix those, those total cost of risk issues and lower that total amount of money that's being paid out down that's how you retain your accounts. That's how you go out and you produce more business. But if all you're doing is focusing on the placement of coverage, which I've been on record for saying multiple times, is the commoditized shuffling of paperwork. It's a transaction and that's it. Doesn't mean it's not valuable. Doesn't mean people don't need it. But it's not going to be the differentiator. In fact, that's the common denominator. Mm -hmm. Understand that insurance is common between you and everybody that you're competing against. The carrier's forms are the same for everybody unless you request changes to be different. But for all practical purposes, the insurance piece is the common denominator. Right. The variable is what you do to make yourself different. The message that you give, the things, the, the, the programs that you can represent that you've used in other operations that have worked, the claim scenarios, like when we were talking with Adam yesterday and, and, and talking about his view as an attorney and some of the claim scenarios that he's mm -hmm. seen in the past and using those at the point of sale to talk about what your firm did to help control costs and get people back to work. All of that stuff is the differentiator. Yep. And here's a fun fact, people. Almost none of it has to do with insurance. So here's an exercise for you. If you're upset that you lost an account, step back and look in the mirror. And the reason you lost the account is nine times out of 10 staring right back at you. It was the time you chose to sleep in a little bit longer instead of getting up and doing extra you needed to do to prepare for that meeting. It's the time you wouldn't go over and meet with a client at four o'clock because you needed to be home because dinner was at five that night. But that was the difference. Somebody else showed up at four, right? I mean, it's all of the little stuff that goes into this. But, you know, our job is easy. It is so, so easy. If you have the audience, they're captive to you for at least an hour in most cases when you're on a new business appointment. And it's up to you to show them that you belong at that table. They took the meeting. Mm -hmm. They agreed to sit across from you. Wow them. Right. Val validate your existence at that point. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of times, too, um, you know, again, when I hear people talk, we went through this, and, and I don't even know if you've seen this or not inside Killing Commercial, but one of the things we're working on is we're working on putting together a good-looking proposal template that can then be customized for all of the member agencies that are in there. I have not right? seen that. Because, 
yeah, a lot of people are wanting, you know, a, a proposal. And that's one of the things that they came to me and asked me. They said, David, you know, would you mind sharing your proposal? Absolutely not. If you want to be underwhelmed, <laughs> you know, and, and I got, you know, but it, truthfully, I got to thinking about this. I mean, it's not like we're, we're going in and we're handing them a, a piece of garbage. But at the end of the day, the difference between how we sell and what we do versus what would happen if we worked at a normal agency that approached business the way that it's always been done mm. is the fact that by the time it's time for us to talk about what the insurance premiums are going to be, that deal is long sold. since been sold. Yeah. My proposal has nothing to do with the insurance piece because I've already been hired months prior to placing the coverage in most cases. So my proposal is going to cover an experience modification audit report. It's going to cover the programs and the processes and procedures that we use. So for example, I can go in and now that we're using Magic and they've upgraded our ability to tell a story with their graphics and their pictures, I can go into a point of sale with a Magic report that's way better than anything that we've used in the past in terms of interfacing with the client. And that's part of my proposal. Right. I can go in with the catalog of learning tracks that we have from Think HR, right? Think HR is another relationship that we decided to engage with to improve the offerings that we have with our clients. And I can go in there and say, look, you're having problems with fleet safety. Look at all of these learning tracks around uh, fleet and transportation that you now can create for your people in your organization and you can task them, you can test them, you can remind them and track where mm -hmm. everybody's at. And guess what? Not only so so here here it is people, in case you haven't connected the dots yet, that's great for you getting the business done, right? You're going to get the deal closed when you use best in class tools like Magic and Think HR and some of the other people that you'll hear us talk about going forward. But more importantly, what else do you do with that information? Well, you make it a part of your submission. You can go to your underwriter and you can show them the learning management system and what you've done to set them up to make sure that the training's being done. And you can tell that underwriter, look, we're going to give you a quarterly report of how we've progressed through this. Nothing wrong with that. Same thing with using Magic and the mod reports. Make that part of the material submission. Show the underwriter that you've done the work, mm -hmm. that you understand the root cause. Insurance is almost never the root cause. Never, unless you're dealing with some bucket shop that had no business writing your policy to begin with, it is very, very rare when you get in front of a client that insurance itself is the root cause. I don't care what the prospect says. Price might be a problem to them, but the root cause of that price is never the insurance policies themselves. It's what's driving it. And that's a paradigm shift. That's a shift in thought process and something that you need to learn about and embrace. But more importantly, quit commiserating with all these mealy mouth agents that sit behind a desk all day. They might answer their phone. They might not. But at the end of the day, they're the first ones that are going to pile on sympathizing or empathizing with you for losing an account. And they have no clue whatsoever why you really lost it. Yeah. Cut, cut bait. It's gonna, and it's not going to help you to avoid that for the next time either. Yeah, a pity party again. Is, a pity party is not going to help anybody at all. It's just Nash is pissed. Dude, Nash is so fired up about this. He hates this it, shit. 
he hates lack of accountability and people who make excuses. He's not going to, he will not stand. Year old. This guy's not even a year old. He's not even six months old yet. And he's already pissed <laughs> off as much as I am. I'm getting irritated Fire about up. this because I hate, I hate watching people think that the reason they're losing business is because people are doing things that are shady and underhanded or that the pricing has something to do with it. And, and, and that's it. Like that's that's it. Oh, I, you know, here's here is a a one hundred percent truth to everybody out there listening to this that's trying to go after middle market or has middle market. And if you're one of those agencies and you only have one account that's the really big one, and it would really hurt your agency to lose, you need to hear what I'm getting ready to say. It has nothing to do with the insurance piece. You need to have a plan. You need to articulate that plan to your client or to your prospects so that they understand exactly, you know, what you're going to do for them going forward. And not only do you need to give them the plan to help them see what you're going to do going forward, you have to have benchmarks in place where you're measuring that plan and reporting to them in real time what's happening. That's it. Bottom line. But it's not the price. The people that lose and then agents and the client moves to another agency and is willing to pay more, right? That's not a price play. If somebody signs yeah. an agent of record letter to move your account to somebody else, that's not a price play. It's never a price play because guess what? They just moved the exact same policy. So right. They're not changing the price. <laughs> it's it's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with your lack of delivering on whatever your value proposition was or not even having one to begin so with. So if you get that agent of record letter tendered against you, ask yourself why. What could I have done? What didn't I? Nash is like, he's telling Dude, you. he's losing it. I don't, and also, I can't stop laughing because I don't know what happened to your audio, but your voice on my end at least sounds, you sound like Sean William Scott in old school when he gets... <laughs> Or, or I'm sorry, when uh, when Will Ferrell gets shot in the neck, he's like, dude, I like you. I like you, man, but you're crazy. That's what you sound like on my end right now. You're so bad. Dude, I think over the course of the last three episodes, we have hit very high Absolutely. points on many of my favorite movies. I think we've given everybody enough on this. I mean, it's yeah, it's so pretty it's, not, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, you've got to believe in what you're able to deliver, um, and you've got to you know not base your conversations around price. That's it. And I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. I never do this on these podcasts. Never. I'll talk about killing commercial. I'll mention some things that are going on. But if you're wanting to get in the middle market or you're an agency that's dabbled in it, maybe had a little bit of success, but you don't know how to replicate it. And you want to run with a pack. If you want to run with people that are doing exactly what you want to do and they're doing it well and have a system that has been proven, that is replicable and scalable with your agency, hit me up. I'll take time to talk to you about what we're doing because it's special, it's limited, it's exclusive, and it's getting ready to both, A, close in a certain amount of time because we're going to hit critical mass for my first plateau and I'm not going to take anybody else. And B, I'm getting ready to charge a lot more money for it because the concept's proven at this point. So if you want to get in, now would be the time for you to have that conversation.
feel free to reach out with me at killingcommercial.com. You can book time directly on my calendar from there. Other than that, I hope everybody has a great weekend. I'm done. I'm done preaching cool. at this point. I can't Later. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes